Hello and welcome to level 12 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. My name is Tom Knight, and it's good to have you back. Good to have you here on 3 Extra Lives. And before I begin today, I want to let you know about a little secret. Well, it's not really a secret, but did you know 3 Extra Lives has a Patreon? Yes, it does. And if you're enjoying the show and you want to support it, you can do that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash 3 Extra Lives. And there you can become a Patreon of this very podcast. You'll get access to weekly behind the scene updates from myself, write them every week, give you a little update on what's going on in my head, my life, and I also throw in a recommendation for a free game that you can try out and play. So that's patreon.com forward slash three extra lives. Always optional, of course. Any support is always greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. And on with the show. How many game launchers do you have on your PC? I'm losing count. Origin, Uplay, Blizzard, Steam, Epic Games. I don't have that one, but if I did, that would be a lot. Also, GOG, the Bethesda launcher. Am I missing one? Probably, the Xbox app? There's just so many, they're coming out of our ears. I think there's definitely an underlying issue. I'm not gonna get into exclusive games on certain launchers, that's a whole different argument or a whole different story, I should say. Something I do want to talk about is just the growing number of these game launchers and, oh, Discord. Yeah, I just remembered another one that it seems to be that we're just in a place now where game launchers are, it's the thing. It's the thing that's happening. We're getting more of them and our games are getting fragmented on the PC platform. No, no matter the way you look at it, even if you don't mind that you have to open up certain launchers to access certain games. There's still a question of how much does that divide the community that's playing these games. I was speaking to a good friend about this recently and they were saying that if they were playing a game on Origin, they don't have their friends all added to Origin. They've got them all over on Steam or another launcher. So when they're playing a game on Origin, for example, they don't know maybe if any of their friends are playing games there too. And hey, maybe you're that person that doesn't want to play games with their friends, you just want to switch off, play some games on your own. I totally get that. But it feels like there's this bigger picture where players are on all these different launchers. It feels like we should be unified on that, right? It feels like we should all be in somewhat one place from a community perspective. I don't know, what do you think? Do you think we benefit from being all split up? There's so many different channels now so many different ways to communicate. It just feels a bit overwhelming that trying to stay on top of all of them, it seems really detrimental to the purpose of what communicating in games is supposed to be like. But why am I talking about this? It's because good old games, you know, GOG, good old games, they have a quest, a mighty quest, and they want to unite all the game launchers. They want to bring them all together into one program. So every game library, social interaction into one place. And this is already getting me pretty excited. This was talked about in E3 recently with GOG representatives. This is happening. This is going to be happening. GOG Galaxy 2.0. So good old games, they have their launcher as well right now with their storefront, their games, but they wanna unify every launcher into one. So. GOG Galaxy 2, 
It's not just going to be home to GOG games. It's going to allow users to import game libraries, friends lists, and any accompanying metadata from any PC launcher or support a console accounts as well. So it's not just going to be PC games. We've got consoles there. We've got Xboxes. We've got Playstations. If there's a way to bring that together as well, that's also creating a connection between console and PC players, which we're seeing more and more with cross-platform games like Rocket League, like Undaunted. It's happening all the time. And I think the more we bridge this gap from people picking a certain platform to play their games on and then never interacting with somebody that's playing on console or it just creates this unnecessary divide i think that we've had throughout the years of gaming where pc gamers look down on console gamers console gamers think pc gamers are snobs and maybe that's true but it's time to break those walls down and gog are definitely trying to do that so as of now it's only microsoft that are on board with galaxy 2.0 but they're in talks with Battle.net, Uplay, Origin, Epic Games. So potentially we could see this coming in the future. And I would definitely, definitely be up for doing this. To have everything in one place to say, okay, this is all my games that I have. Because it's easy to forget sometimes that, oh, I've got this game over on this launcher. And if you're predominantly just focusing on one launcher, which I know many of us do. Many of us have, have had Steam libraries for over 10 years for example on the pc keeping track of all that across multiple launches it's it's a hassle and people don't want to break up their game collection if they don't have to some people aren't as strict about where all their games lie they're pretty laid back about oh i don't mind i don't mind having all these launchers but i think there is a, a big majority of gamers that find it a hassle to have to navigate multiple launchers and even just have the visual aspect of what games you own to have to go into various different launchers it's real real first world problem stuff i'm talking about here but there is a launcher that does some of this already and it's called play night and it can combine all your pc library in one place but gog they're trying to get official support for this so it's going to be greenlit by the various companies that they're negotiating with and if they give them the thumbs up then it's going to allow this to work a lot better than something that's just unofficial and probably doesn't completely alleviate the problem it's trying to solve so this is this is one for the future and there's also potential with integrations of discord plugins so you can see your discord friends as well so it could just pull everything into one place that you can see hey I can actually see all my friends, what they're doing, it might be a bit creepy, or you don't have to, it's probably one of those optional things where you can be invisible, you can be offline, it's still going to have all those functions, but when you want to be visible, when you want to know who of your friends are playing what or what games they're playing across all the different launchers, I just think this would be so beneficial to unify everything that we've got, because we've got so much going on but we can't always see that and i for one i'm really excited about this i'm hoping it's not too far away this could be a good solution for the next kind of 10 years or so but i'm hoping one day maybe we just get to the point where we just have a gamer profile and we take that gamer profile when we sit down and play a game on any launcher we log into this gamer profile or a console 
and we have all our saves. We have cross-play with a game maybe we're playing on PS4 and then we go to play it on PC. It just pulls that save and I think we're getting there. I think with regards to streaming and the way games are evolving, we're getting to a point where the walls are being knocked down, but it's still going to take more time, but progress is always being made. So looking forward to that, God Galaxy 2.0, one launcher to rule them all. It's trivia time. We're talking about GOG Galaxy. That made me think of Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, Super Mario Galaxy. It released in 2007, but on which platform? The answer is the Nintendo Wii, a quality title on that console. And if you got that right, give yourself an extra life. You might be saying to yourself, Tom, what are you playing at the minute? What's what's got you going? What's what's getting you excited when you sit down in front of your computer? And I'll say to you, that's a great question because right now I've been playing a lot of Warframe. Yeah, Warframe. It surprised me as well. After E3, there was some announcements that a new update was coming out for that game. And it's one of those games that I always follow. I don't really play it, but I see how many updates are coming out for that game. And then one day you just get excited to go, oh, this game gets updated a lot. That's really cool to see a game supported to see new things getting added into that game, seeing the evolution of a game that started out really small. Warframe came out in 2013, six years it's had, and it's really come a long way since then. I remember playing it in its early iterations. It felt a bit clunky. It definitely had that feel of a free to play game, but I think something to be said about this game over six years is how polished it's become, how actually, it feels more like a triple A title than a free to play game. Now it's not got eye watering graphics, but it still holds up really well. And the big thing for me, like most games is gameplay. And I've just been jumping into this. There's a, f a few weeks out before a, a big announcement coming with regards to uh, a big update for this game happening at TinoCon, which is Warframe's annual convention. And I thought, you know, why not? Why not jump in here? I've, I've enjoyed a bit of Destiny 2 over the last few years. I've enjoyed that style, that shooter, looter. And if you haven't heard of Warframe, it's a third person online action game. It's set in sci-fi world. You basically acquire a frame which will define your style of play. And you can unlock various different frames and you level these up. You also level up a main weapon. You also level up a melee weapon and you also level up a sidearm as well. As you do this, you unlock abilities for your frame. The one I'm playing right now is a frost prime, so it can cast like a frost ball, it can do blizzards. It's pretty cool. It's like a mage with guns and a big axe to get a bit swipey swipey when things get a bit too close for comfort. But there's loads of these different frames that have different styles of gameplay, which can be appealing to different types of players. But anyway, jumping into this game, there's a lot of there's a lot of customization with regards to mods which you 
pick up, you can add them to your weapons to make them do different things, you know, increase damage, increase your health, simple things like that. Goes into a bit more detail with, oh, you can do 5% more damage against this alien species. You can have various loadouts, which you would probably customize later on in the game, depending on what you were doing. And as you jump into this game, you fall into a, a story that kind of takes you through various levels. But one of the new things that's happened in Warframe over the last few years is these open world levels, which you jump into, you get some quests, and then you've just got this kind of big area to explore. A lot of the original levels for this game are set in like a procedurally generated spaceship or an area that you kind of explore it, but you see a lot of copy and pasted corridors and it's still pretty good for what it's doing, but the turn they've taken with these explorable open worlds, it really, really shows how far this game has come. And I'm not saying that drop everything, head over to Warframe, but it's impressed me just playing this game. It's free to play. There's a marketplace where you can buy different frames, but it looks solely to me that this game, it doesn't give you an advantage to pay any money to, to play this game. Lots of grinding if you didn't want to take that route eventually from just being a free to play player in this game. I've jumped in, I've had some fun, played it for a few hours at a time and it really scratches an itch of just, yeah, I can jump into this game. There's no commitments, there's no subscription. I don't need to purchase any expansions to get up to date with this game. I can just jump in, I can play solo, I can play with some random people if I wanted to as well. There's a nice toggleable option when you go in if you want to play with other people, if you don't want to play with other people. And that's nice, just having that level of control of what you want to do, especially in games where it has been going for this length of time. And if you do jump into a game like this, you could feel a bit overwhelmed with what's going on. And also people at different skill levels but I, I've seen the the chat, the community chat going on as I'm in the kind of main area, like your spaceship where you have all your areas to navigate to your next quest, to modify your gear. There's a chat going on, but it actually has seemed pretty friendly, very helpful. So if you haven't ever checked out Warframe and you, you do like that kind of shoot looter, you've maybe dabbled in a bit of Destiny, I would definitely say Warframe is one to check out. There's no commitment there, it's totally free. And it surprised me with just how far along this game has come because I played it probably around when it came out initially back in 2013. And now it's come such a long way. And it's not just on PC, Warframe is also available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. So, and unfortunately probably in regards to that, there is no cross-platform play, but something that is being discussed and like I said in the previous segment, we're moving towards more things like that in the future. So Warframe, check it out, free to play. You might just be surprised. It's trivia time. And I was talking about Warframe there by Digital Extremes. That got me thinking of God of War. I don't know why. What is God of War's power hungry Spartan main protagonist known as? The answer is Kratos. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. 
And finally, for this week's level of three extra lives, I'm bringing you a heartwarming story from Reddit. Yes, I said Reddit. Over on the No Man's Sky Reddit, there was a GoFundMe started for Hello Games. You might be saying, wait, wait, Hello Games, the guys that make No Man's Sky that have probably made millions. Why, are, why do we need to GoFundMe for them? But anyway, hold on, let me explain. This GoFundMe was started by graphics designer called Cameron and he wanted to buy a billboard outside the office of Hello Games in Guildford, England. And he said, I want Hello Games to feel appreciated for their dedication and achievement with No Man's Sky. And he also wanted to raise money to donate to the Sydney Children's Hospital. This kind of took off pretty rapidly and the initial target of $1,750, I think that's Australian dollars, that's about 1,400 pounds. That goal got smashed. It's been put up to $6,000 now, and that's about £4,800. And the extra funds that are being raised through this GoFundMe, they're going to Sydney's Children Hospitals Foundation in the form of games and consoles. This blew me away, this story, because I know Hello Games have had a lot of hate, and they definitely, when No Man's Sky came out, there was a lot of questions, but I think the fact, and I've talked about No Man's Sky before on Three Extra Lives, the dedication that's been shown through the updates for the game, how that game has progressed over the last few years, beyond update that we're, we're waiting for with virtual reality and No Man's Sky Online, how that's going to progress as well. But I think one thing I've always noticed with the No Man's Sky community that are playing the game, they're enjoying the game, they're truly grateful for what experiences this game has given them and even in its first iteration even in the iteration a year after the launch a lot of people still really really enjoyed what no man's sky was despite being misled with the marketing campaign but you cannot fault what has come after that i have to say that i've heard sean murray speak a lot uh I've talked about that on this show as well and he, he really does seem like a, a, a passionate guy that that just wants to make games, he wants to make games right. A lot of the wrongs that have came initially with No Man's Sky, they have been more than corrected. And I think this is just a nice little touch because when I talked about Sean Murray's talk over at the GDC uh, this year in 2019, he talked about how when they were going through the moments of toxicity, that he would collect up all the positive posts, all the fan art, and he created a Tumblr for his developers to put, channel their energy into that, to focus on that. And it just reminds me of this, that seeing something like this, to see the lengths people will go to, to say, you know what, this game has been great. I've really enjoyed it and we thank you. We thank you for continually to update it, to support this game for free, which, okay, that's probably expected, everything that's gone on, but to have this coupled in with a, a, you know, a donation to a children's hospital as well, but it just started off as, making a billboard, buy the, the team some beers and some lunch, just to say thanks. And Sean Murray since retweeted the announcement for this happening, and it just just kind of stating, OMG, I can't believe this is happening. But it's it's just a nice story to to focus on. And yeah, we could we could take that page and say, well, there's surely better things we could donate our money to. But if we always just looked at every single priority in the world then 
it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work the fact that we need to sometimes just say thank you for what we're enjoying in this world. And it's different for everyone. Showing gratitude, I don't think should ever be looked down upon or frowned upon. I think it's a, it's a really great story and it's a really great tribute to everything that Hello Games are doing over at No Man's Sky and a reminder to them that there's people out there, out in the universe, enjoying their game, loving their game, and they're going to be soon looking out their office window and seeing that on a daily basis. But I would, I would also like to, to add to the testament of thank you, Hello Games. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm not going to buy you a billboard, but uh, I'll just say it. I'll just say the words right now, showing my gratitude for today. Thanks, Hello Games. It's trivia time, and I'm going to end this one really, really hard. Really, really hard. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Okay. And the connection for this question was simply billboards made me think of Bill Gates. That's it. Seriously. Bill Gates co-wrote what video game that was released in 1981 and was distributed with the original IBM PC? Here's a little clue to send you on your way. A domestic member of the horse family. The answer is donkey or donkey.bas if you got that one right. Give yourself an extra life and definitely let me know if you got that one right because I want to shake your hand. It's amazing. And here we are at the end of the show. Another level has been completed. And how did you do on the trivia today? Let me know over on social media at 3 Extra Lives. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on all those things. So let me know how you did. I would love to hear from you. You can find everything I talked about on this episode. 3ExtraLives.Fireside.FM Find everything I talked about. Links to what I've mentioned, so you don't have to go hunting for an obscure article that I may have referenced throughout this show. Go over there and you'll find everything you need to know. And with that, my friends, I shall wish you a very good day. And I will see you in level 13! Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.